Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I was reading my good friend Matthew Fisher's column on globalnews.ca this morning. Uh, Matthew, for 35 years, uh, foreign correspondent, and it's at Overseas on Twitter. And Matthew, as I was reading the column, and it was about your uh, interview, your exclusive interview with General John Vance of the CAF, you wrote, and you jolted me with the opening uh, lines, a new fighter jets for Canada in our lifetime, uh, new ships for Canada's Navy, new submarines for Canada's Navy, will Canada pay its share for northern warning radars and missile defense systems? No, no, and no. Please explain, and thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, Roy. Uh, this is just one of the many huge changes or hard decisions that are coming up, not just for the Department of National Defense and the government in how they handle that, but in many other areas as well. The rail, the big subsidies that they get, uh, the big subsidy that the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation gets. But specific to the military, over the last 20 or 30 years, Canada has not spent much relative to our neighbours or what NATO wanted on defence, and we are way, way behind in our procurement for fighter jets, uh, for warships, for radar systems. And uh, always the idea was, well, we could put this off. So the strategic plan the, the federal government announced uh, uh, three years ago uh, put a lot of the spending into 2023-2025. Well, all that stuff is, is going to come asunder because of coronavirus, because if we're running deficits, Right now, they say $117 billion a year. But if uh, the projections are right and it ends up being 200 or $210 billion a year, well, then defense, the biggest line item in the budget at $22 billion a year, is clearly going to take a big hit. And those things you talked about at the outset, the material uh, to defend Canada, it, the money's just not going to be there for it. And uh, we're still using the CF-18s, which are... No, they're well past their best before date when you look at what other air forces and militaries in the world have. And we have uh, the Arctic to patrol and to uh, and to safeguard. And will we be able to do that if it ever comes to a shove and push with Russia or China under current circumstances without the Americans standing beside us? Uh, clearly, we would have some significant problems holding our own. When you spoke with General Vance, and tell us, please, about what's happening with 85% of the uh, Canadian Armed Forces, but what did the General say to you about um, what level of confidence does he have in uh, in our military getting at least the fundamentals of what it needs? He is pretty confident. The military have plans. I, I have more confidence in them than certainly any other branch of government in terms of getting their ducks in a row to deal with a crisis. Uh they have the luxury compared to other departments of having many contingency plans and staff people who only do contingency plans. And there are a vast variety of them. The pandemic, they do have a plan for it. Literally, they thought this through years before. Of course, each pandemic is different in terms of its lethality, how quickly it spreads, uh, all of that. But they have a plan and they have highly trained disciplined people they follow orders you know the public often it's like trying to herd cats but the military uh, there's great potential there so what 
they've done, our military is 68,000 strong. 58,000 of those 68,000, or about 85% of them, Roy, are at home awaiting orders. So they don't want people to get sick, and they also don't want them to infect others. So they're on standby so that when the call comes, they can go. And we're starting to see in the last 48 hours, the calls are coming. Some troops have been deployed or are deploying to northern Quebec, and uh, people in southern Ontario tomorrow are going to see a lot of convoys on the road because Camp Borden, just to north of Toronto, uh, near Barrie, is going to be the gathering point for the fight against coronavirus in Ontario. I haven't seen what it will be like for your listeners in Western Canada, but one can expect that it will either be in Manitoba or Alberta that will be the gathering points because they have the contacts, the connections to the north, and that's one of the things the military has been charged with. And it's also where the military have uh, large numbers of ground forces, particularly in Alberta. So we can expect that, I think, also in the coming days. And at this point, we really should be thanking our men and women in our military who stand up for this country on a daily basis, who, as you say, take orders and put themselves in the line of fire to protect uh, not only the nation, but also our constitution and our, and our Western uh, reality of uh, Western nations, reality of freedom. Matthew, you also point out in the in the column, and I'm I agree that we shouldn't be just criticizing for the sake of criticizing at this particular time in our history. But at the same time, there's uh, there's good reason to be holding people to account and at least asking questions. And we've uh, we've experienced for decades now uh, governments that really haven't been all that enthusiastic about building our military the way that it should have been built and maintained the way it should have been maintained. Yes, Roy, and it goes back a long way. It's not just this government or the government before it. Uh, The Conservatives have tended to speak, talk a better game about this, uh, but they haven't really delivered very much. The Liberals mostly don't even bother to talk the game at all and haven't delivered. And so we're in a real jam militarily. Before the coronavirus, we were, and yet the threats are growing. China is putting so many new warships and submarines into the sea. They've got very good, uh, very potent new hypersonic missiles. The Russians are causing mischief. Uh, We're responsible with the United States, and it's one thing we do very well, uh, continental air defense. But those things cost huge amounts of money. We need better and newer radar and warning systems. We need a defense against the missiles that might be aimed at us, and uh, these things cost staggering amounts of money, and the best way to finance them is, of course, logically over uh, a few years, not just suddenly. Well, we're in such a jam that we have to really do it suddenly in the next couple of years, and of course now we've got the coronavirus, and uh, the public will not accept the military spending, and that really leaves us vulnerable, vulnerable to a potential attack, and People say, oh, they're not going to attack us, but there are other ways to attack us. They can attack us, Roy, through coercion. You're weak. We can do this to you, so let us have our way. So it doesn't have to come to a shooting war for Canada to capitulate uh, or soften its stance uh, vis-a-vis enemies. And we have enemies in this world. And Canadians, you know, we like to drive around our, our, our lovely cities and across the country and feel free and relaxed. And uh, there are enemies in there. And now we've got a new one, the coronavirus. 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 